Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. And this might be a first in Five Heart Podcast history, where uh, we are recording on Valentine's night. Five Heart, Valentine's, I'm sure there's a correlation there somewhere, uh, but uh, we are thrilled, I- I'm thrilled to, to have John Dam Johnston with me uh, as always, and we're joined by Coronation's uh, recruiting guru, and he is Rick Cohn from the Eastern Time Zone, and uh, since we are recording this, and, and he was very explicit about this, and I don't think his wife's listening, so uh, since he's on the Eastern Time Zone, and it's 9.30 there on Valentine's night, he says, uh, we, we got to make this short. Valentine's, you know, that's one of the four guarantees of the year. So we're going to do our best for you, Rick. I sure do appreciate that. <laughs> what? What are the other three guaranteed dates? Oh, let, let me see. Birthday? Yep. Anniversary? Yep. Christmas? Uh, no. I was going to say New Year. Christmas, you're always dog tired from putting gifts out halfway through the night. And there's everybody in the family or shit like that. What the hell? Yeah, New Year's, New Year's, (laughs) anniversary, Valentine's Day, birthday, and you can get a possible for Father's Day. (laughs) Possible. Interesting. I'm going to have to throw these to my wife, and then she'll be like, you better tell her about the list and say, oh, look, honey, I have it on high authority. These are the guaranteed days of the year, so just so you know. I, my concern is that if if I told her that list, she'd oh okay, those are the five times that you're going to get it in, in the year, not not like guarantee, <laughs> just the five total. <laughs> She's like, you mean that's it? Wow, you, I'm going to say this: uh, you guys lead sad lives. Well, not all of us have, uh, you you know, I don't know where I was going with that. John, John, <laughs> yeah. John gets like resurrection sex, you know, because he's. You know, he gets like the anniversary of of the the time that he came back from the dead, and and so that they always have to mark that as well. Yeah, that's true. He's got all these extra. There's a lot of. Yeah, he has, gets like unlimited uh, pity sex, is what I'll call it. Well, see, I, I, I was gonna I was gonna call it make sure the old ticker's still working sex, and you got to check that regularly, right, John? Yes, that's a good idea. It's it's, Un- it's medical uh, re- medical Un- unlimited pity. <laughs> what the what the, that is a backhanded fucking compliment swipe? What the hell, man? I don't know. Who I don't it. need your unlimited fucking pity. Get it? Okay, what are we talking about? What what's the topic of the night, Greg? You pissing? <laughs> Well, I can tell you there have been quite a few topics that are running around Lincoln this past week. I just, uh, I'm just i not well-learned on, on them, and I didn't know how much we wanted to talk about them. Uh, but uh, some Huskers uh, that uh, have, have been making some headlines for not necessarily all the right reasons. Do we want to – I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm, – I, I don't think we can ignore them. Okay. Uh, so I think the first – the biggest one is uh, Mo Washington and, and – uh, 
What's eat. the tiniest one? What are the other ones? The uh, the uh, PayPal kids, pizza orders. Yeah, kids. I don't, uh, I don't even understand that. I don't understand what happened. And there's nothing in that story that really. One of them gave the other one ten dollars. Then the guy sent some money to PayPal that went to an app that used a false credit card. I mean, how is that? A, if I use an app to buy a pizza, I don't get how that's a crime. I just on it. I. Nothing that the papers explain that the regular media guys it didn't make any sense to me. Well, I can talk about this just a little bit. See, when you have a PayPal account, you have it has a balance typically, right? But if, right. You, if your balance is not big enough to pay for whatever you're going to pay for by PayPal, there's always a backup credit card or debit card stored in there that it draws from or a bank account, right? So, what happened is somebody had put their bank account or their credit card on there and then it pulled from that credit card because there wasn't enough money in his paypal so uh and he probably didn't realize it was still on there or on there at all so this sounds like the dumbest crime ever is it is it more of like a a, like a i don't know crime of negligence or you know uh forgetfulness you know what it sounds like to me it sounds like two guys are going to go screw with something, and they go, "We'll go. Let's see if this app works this way." And then they did it, and then next thing you know, they're getting charged with a misdemeanor. I guess I don't know. I think this is a step. This is a, a step above a bicycle, but only one step. So I don't know that this is like credit card fraud. Like, was it Florida or Florida State that had like half the team got suspended for uh, credit card fraud a year or two ago? This isn't like that. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yes, I think it was Florida State. I don't know. Florida, Florida State. From a certain perspective, they're both the same. Yeah. Florida team. Screw them. Exactly. So this okay. isn't that, but this isn't that. It's, but it's, uh, I mean, we don't want to read about Husker players in the news unless it's to hear about all the gains they've made in the weight room at this time of season. That's yeah, this is it's, it's it, you don't want you know guys singled out for uh, uh, you know the, for, like you said the, talking about uh, their accomplishments, their you know whatever the, the the videos that we see from the training center, things like that are are, are great. But the news that that we got, I mean, there's um, you know just kind of watching some of it uh, unfold on social media, which is not necessarily obviously the the best place to go for but i mean you you kind of got that dividing line of you know the people who are saying you know he needs to go now or you know there's the you know maybe it's a misunderstanding or or you know with taking the wait and see approach i i'm in under the wait and see approach just because i don't know all the facts i'm i'm struggling to understand the the basis of the whole story surrounding maurice washington um i i think we had some if the phone records I'm not saying the phone records aren't true or that they've been, you know, fabricated or anything like that. But if the phone records came out that, you know, he, you know, sent sent a text in a video, first of all, like a year ago, what, and I understand that the, the timeline is very spacious. You know, Nebraska officials heard about it, I think, in September. But, uh, uh, you know, why why was there even that long? If, if, if he did commit this, I don't, I don't know if, if he did this act, uh, 
in March, why wasn't something done about it in April? You know, does that make sense? Yeah, well, it does, but I think, yeah, I mean, the what's the cliche? The wheels of process, the wheels of whatever turn slowly. You know what I mean? I don't know even know what I'm saying. Here's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, you're got, you've got police, the police, number one. Are you, if you have something stolen or burglarized, what are your chances of ever seeing it again? Right. Probably, probably zero, right? I mean, literally, the, the police, I mean, when I lived in Dallas, I mean, the, if you turned in a burglary, it pretty much was like, well, okay, the, you have now a police report and a number, and now you can file it with your insurance. And they're not going to investigate burglaries. They're not. You know, a few years ago, well, I'll skip that story. We we had stuff stolen, uh, quite a bit of stuff actually stolen from a van in actually our driveway, and, and the police knew who did it knew they had it because the guy put the music equipment on Craigslist, but they still couldn't do anything about it. So you just kind of look at it and go, okay. So I imagine that, you know, when you're a police person and you look at at, uh, a caseload and you look at the stuff, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then you also have, you know, prosecuting attorneys looking at what can we, what are we going to charge? What are we going to charge? What are we going to charge? What are we going to pursue? There's probably so many of these cases and so many of these things going on that they're picking and choosing what they're going to go after. So uh, how long it took really isn't, it's not an issue because as long as it stays within the statute of limitations, sure. it's still something that they're going to pursue, right? No, that makes sense. So, That's something I didn't think about, you know, because it happened, what, Santa Clara? Is that is that what they said? It, you know, his yeah. home area? So, and that's, you know, a lot more populated than, you know, like some of the towns that I'm from where it's, you know, 7,000 people where there's not nearly as much of a caseload, but Santa Clara, I'd imagine, you know, it's, you know, th- things can can stack up, pile up. It, it, that's uh, a component that I didn't think about. Um, but even even after, you know, the, the notification of, of Nebraska officials in September, it seems like it's been, uh, you know, like, well, you know, we, we want to talk to them, but they're, you know, not... What what was it that I was reading? It's uh, you know, we went. He he has not yet really been been nailed down for an interview from the uh, California officials, or um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it, it's all very unusual. Well, all of this stuff that we're looking at right now is very speculative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what, what we what we know is that he didn't he didn't return their phone calls. They wanted to interview him. Uh, he basically blew him off. They, the police contacted somebody in Nebraska to tr- say, we want to find this guy and interview him. And other people got involved, including John Bruning. Uh, and we're not 100% sure, I think, about whether or not how the athletic department contacted Bruning. Bruning decided that he would talk to Washington and never told the university what any of this stuff was about because, as he stated in an article, I believe, uh, in the Omaha World-Herald, that it was the client-attorney privilege. You know, In other words, the, the attorneys don't have to tell anybody what their client tells them. It's private conversation. All that stuff sounds kind of goofy, but guess what? This is the law. This isn't, this isn't screw-around time, Okay. I mean, years ago, everybody sues everybody for everything, right? 
Right. Have you ever been deposed? No. Okay. I've never been deposed either, but it was coming one time. Basically, my coaching session was this. Uh, they're going to ask you questions. You answer only the questions you ask, that you're asked. You don't offer them any additional information. And then they had to add this additional part. Uh, John, basically keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're there to answer specific questions when the lawyers ask you questions during a deposition, offer them no additional information. That's it. So you're really dealing with the law and you're dealing with the, the fine points of it. So that's where probably John Bruning is looking at. I can get away with saying this because maybe he felt it was a client attorney patient or client attorney privilege. And I don't find that really cheesy. I guess it's, it's kind of weird that he wouldn't have said anything back to the athletic department. But again, we don't know all the story. Right. <clears throat> I'll shut up now, Rick, and you can talk. That's all right. <laughs> I just, uh, you're so eloquent, John. It's it. It would be. I wouldn't want to uh, get in the way. Um. So, I have about three hours of interviews that I am in the middle of transcribing, working on a project about uh, sexual assault and domestic violence and the difficulties in the system, legal system, and and otherwise it takes to. Uh, prosecute these cases and and why uh victims don't always come forward right away or ever in any of that so i uh i can see why things have taken as long as they have or why things haven't happened until now i've i have heard some chilling stories about why that might be the case so i am and i can understand I don't have questions about why it's taken so long. There, there are lots of good reasons that I'm not going to get into here. For that. So I just, at the end, when this is all said and done, what I want is for us not to be Michigan State and circle our wagons and deny, 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 while some guy is being arraigned for, you know, massive uh, magnitude of, of crimes. And I don't want us to be like Ohio State, where they have the most ridiculous uh, excuses to keep their uh, national championship winning coach on the staff. I don't want that. When we get done with this, it needs it needs to be handled. I guess I'm not ready to win championships at all costs, not yet. When we get done with this, I want to be able to look people in the face with my Nebraska hat on when I walk around North Carolina and say that this was handled the right way. Whatever the, whatever happens, uh, you know, whatever happens, even if nothing happens, I, I want it, the process to be such that at the end of the day, everyone is satisfied that the process was followed to its conclusion, and nobody got a raw deal, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess the last, the latest word on this is that, uh, the judge in California has assigned the re- signed the arrest arrest warrant, and that uh, Mo Washington will be turning himself in. So, I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, obviously, you know, being that we're Husker fans, uh, uh, you know, we have a, a vested interest in in um, you know this young man and and his playing career. But at the same time, that's 
you know, that can't uh, supersede, you know, human, basic human decency, I guess. Is, is that what it, I, you know, I, I want to yes. make sure, I want to make sure that that's, that's clear that I'm not, you know, washing my hands of him or, or, uh, you know, throwing him under the bus. I don't, I obviously have, don't, as I've said, don't know the whole situation, don't know the whole story. Um, if, if wrongs were done, then they need to be handled in the appropriate and effective manner. Um, but, uh, yeah. The other thing here is that, uh, you know, Scott Frost made a big deal about what kind of players he was going to recruit, you know. So you already set a bar, and you said, you know, we're not going to have players that have any problems with race or sexual, uh, you know, problems or sexual problems being like domestic abuse, domestic mm-hmm. violence, violence toward women. That He set that bar. So once he set the bar, you're either going to live up to it or not. So, you know, it's kind of like Scott Frost is on the stage here about what happens next. And we don't know yet. I mean, like I said, and you said, it's pure speculation at this point, and we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and it's messy. These situations are always messy, right? There's no black and white here. It's it's all muddled, and and there's a lot of humanity involved in that. So probably not everybody's going to be satisfied when they're done. But. Oh. Well, let's change topics and and I I don't do that just to I mean I think we've talked as much as we can about that based on the information that we have so let's change topics and and uh, go to a more positive uh, topic we're we're going to make John smile right now because Nebraska beat Minnesota they did I was you know what I ran upstairs and I, I I looked at Mrs. Coronation and I said we beat Minnesota we beat Minnesota and I did like the poopy kid dance or something or I don't know whatever it was the horrible horrifying old man dance is really what it was but you know what it was nice to see them pull out a win especially at the end you know anyway I guess you know I didn't watch the game uh, it's my mo uh, but there was some controversy but uh, there have been horrible officiating that Nebraska has seen, you know, all season long. So I don't know why uh, this past game would have been any different. Just is, is what it is. It's well, our turn. It was our turn. I'll tell you what, I, I watched, I have watched a fair amount of big 10 basketball, you know, I, I, I've watched go for basketball and I've watched Jordan Murphy play and Jordan Murphy is a pounder. I mean, he's a physical guy. He gets underneath and he just, he pounds into people and he kept pounding into Hyman and into Borkart last night. And uh, I actually tweeted this at some point in this game, they have to call Jordan Murphy's for something. And then he ran over, I think Isaiah Roby and they called him for charging and he gets up like he's been, you know, they've called him, they've, they're issued an arrest warrant for murder. You know, the, the look on his face is like, how could you call me for anything ever? You know, it's wonderful acting. I love the, you know, the drama of some of these games, although some of them kill me. And then, uh, you know, down at the other end, uh, what is there like 1.1 seconds left, one point or two seconds left. And, uh, you know, James Palmer does the lean in and goes up for his jump shot. And, uh, Minnesota coffee was, he was running toward him. And then he stopped, and he went up, and, you know, you get that. You just, guess what? You get those calls on your home court. 
You know what I mean? You, you're supposed to get those calls on your home court. So Minnesota can whine and moan and bitch all they want, but they just they didn't they didn't win. And apparently, uh, you know, as <laughs> there's a shot there's a shot of Minnesota's coach Rick, Rick Pitino saying "fuck you" to the ref as the official is leaving the floor right as the game is over. <laughs> I'm telling you, if he, I watched that video, and if he'd have had a ball cap in his hand, you'd have swore, you'd have swore he was a former football coach. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't. If you guys don't watch Big Ten basketball, I mean, big basketball, college basketball has some of the best scowling in the history of. You know, I swear <laughs> to God, they have like, they have to go like mentor scowling school. You know, I mean, Danny Knee years ago could scowl like burn people to death with his eyeballs. You know, just yeah. You know, Tom Izzo does the crying face, the constantly, why are you against me? How, how could you be so bad to me? You're killing my family and burning my house down right now. You Brent know, it's Caffrey. He's an expert <laughs> at emoting on the sideline. He is beautiful. It's beautiful, man. But yeah, Minnesota, Nebraska knocked off Minnesota. Uh, I texted my rotten son and it turned out he didn't even watch the game. All right. Doesn't that- matter. Still have bragging rights. Yeah. You probably watched the game and just told you that. Oh, that could be true. The real reason we are uh, getting together, specifically with Rick, because we can talk uh, Nebraska ball with, uh, you know, Patrick or Mitch or, or anybody, but Rick is, as I mentioned at the top of the show, he's our recruiting expert. And uh, quietly, we didn't, we didn't have much to talk about on the Five Heart Podcast when it happened, but... Uh, National Signing Day happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Rick is going to talk with it. Well, I guess it was just a week ago. Um, hard to believe because it was on the. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot has happened in the it, last it week. Kind of makes it seem a long time ago. It sure has. Uh, so, National Signing Day, of course, the early period has taken some of the, the oomph out of. Uh, you know the the February uh, date, but what how, as we turn back to Nebraska football and and some of the positives, uh, you know what what uh, how, how did Nebraska do on on signing day? Well, in my uh, in my estimation, this is a superb recruiting class, and I understand I'm a recruiting writer. My job is spin and to sell sunshine and and all that, but. I'm telling you that this is a, a really good class. And the factors on that are, number one, we finished 19th. Uh, this class ended up 19th on 247, 16th on Rivals, right? It's the best class we've had since 2011 on 247. And that class doesn't even count because it, everybody, like, was a bust. And it's the best class since 2007, Right in the Bill Callahan top five class that he had. So remember, also they had a top twenty class coming off of back to back four and eight seasons. I don't think people under. I mean, we all watch the games, but it seems like it was a long time ago. Right, we had to watch Alabama win another national championship in the meantime. We had to watch Patriots win another Super Bowl in the meantime. But he came off of back to back. Four and eight seasons. We were zero and six at one point. 
and still managed to pull a 19th ranked recruiting class. And when you look at that class, you have so many solid people and the people that are not the blue chips are people that uh, they're a lot of people, not Nebraska writers have been like, this guy's underrated. This guy's underrated. This guy's underrated. And uh, it's a a really solid class. Just a couple of misses is all we had. And uh, unfortunately, they're misses we didn't need to take. But but overall, really good class. 26 people, 19th rated. um, Got some good linemen in there. Got some amazing playmakers. Uh, You know, we got a McCaffrey. We got a McCaffrey for crying out loud. Uh, I don't know what else you want to say. What do you want me to talk about specifically? Well, I want to. I want to go back and, and touch on what you said there at the outset of of the 2011 uh, recruiting class that was uh, full of busts, and I didn't. I didn't realize that so many of these players. I, I pulled it up uh, on my Google machine. And there were a lot of very meh, uh, you know, players out of that, and and one NFL guy in Amir Abdullah. Um, but you know, uh, just and you you had some uh, Tyreek Allen didn't get his just due, I don't think. Um, uh, you know, Daniel Davey, uh, Kevin Williams, David Santos underperformed. Uh, it, don't even get me started on Bubba Starling. Uh, Jamal Turner, of course, was was a. Uh, uh, injured all the time, and that was unfortunate. But yeah, I, I forgot who all was in that class, and uh, so thanks for bringing that back up. I, you know, mentioned in them, and I, I did the the legwork and found it, and that's why I'm sad. Yes. <laughs> Don't read about the 2000 class. Just pretend it never happened, because basically it didn't. So okay, I got to talk about the backup quarterback situation. Backup quarterback situation. Well, we've got backups. <laughs> so, so uh, I think we have well, a lot got, of backups. I think we have more know, backups than we have starters at this point. We have <laughs> more backups yeah. starters. You're right. You're right, and that is okay. a good situation to be in. That's not should always I, a problem. We had specific. What do you want me to talk about? I want you to tell me that Luke McCaffrey is is going to be our backup quarterback come fall because he's going to learn and develop that quickly. He is not going to be our backup quarterback. You come son fall. of a bitch. Sorry. Why uh, not? Because Noah Vedral is going to be our backup quarterback next fall. Noah Vedral. Noah okay. Vedral played as a freshman at UCF. He's. I understand that he is a Nebraska boy and – he came to be, you know, he was in Nebraska, and, but he he doesn't suck, okay? He is a talented quarterback. I mean, he's not an all, all, all he's not going to be All-American or any of that. He is a solid backup who you are not going, he's not going to scare you when he comes into the game, okay? Well, I, I want somebody that, I want somebody that scares people. No. Oh. No, no. I think I think Rick means he's not going to scare us, the fans. You know, like uh, like a wrecker fife. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with this. Well, he's not that's not how I took it. Well, he can that's run, why I clarified. He can run the offense. 
So he tough. played against. He played in the second half against Bethune Cookman, didn't he? Yeah, he played the whole yeah, second he half. Did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He handed the ball off a bunch of times. Yeah. Yes, he did. So we really haven't seen a lot of him. Okay, I will. I will go with your. Yeah. He's not. What you're saying is he's not going to terrify me. Correct, and that's okay. what we want. Um, okay. That's what you want out of a backup. You just want there to be no. A backup should make you not hold your breath. So, and then, so after that is Andrew Bunch. Andrew Bunch's name was in the transfer portal. He didn't get any bites on his hook, so he is back with the team. So, Dylan McCaffrey is going to learn the system. He's going to develop. He's going to spend some time in the weight room. He's going to take a year or two and... Is it Dylan or Luke? Is Luke. Dylan is a backup okay. quarterback for Michigan. I'm sorry, okay. that's his older brother. There's like 100 McCaffreys, right? There's two in the NFL, and then Dylan, and then Luke, and then his dad played in the NFL, and his mom was an Olympian. And Sounds like they got some good genetics. How'd yeah. you like to marry into that family and like be really clumsy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah! Like, uh, yeah, here comes the dork. Yeah, you're like the brother-in-law. Thanks it for fucking up the gene pool. Yep, comes to Thanksgiving dinner and and they're like, want to go play pickup basketball, and then they all look at you. You're like, I'll just go take a nap, guys. It's all right. Let's play some chess. Hey. How about you go to hell? Hey, so, some hey. of us are that person in our own family. All right. Oh, we, we, I, we didn't have to marry I'm into a person it. on both fam on both sides of my family. So, so well, I, I'm the saint. Yeah, I believe it. Are you the Are you the <laughs> oldest? No, I'm the youngest of seven. Oh, well, that explains why that I'm a saint. Yes, sure. you're not a saint. That's why everybody says you're the saint because you're the uh, youngest. You get away with anything. I was the oldest. So. Okay, fine. I've heard that my whole life. Here's the next question for you. Who's going to play early, like right away? Well, Wandale Robinson, I know you don't want to hear that name, but he is going to play this year. Uh, Jamie Nance. Why don't we want to hear that name? Because you've heard it uh, 72 billion times already. Oh, okay. All right, just checking. Wandale Robinson, he's the real deal. He's the jewel of the class. I won't, I won't talk about it anymore. Uh, Jamie Nance, a uh, super fast wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Wide receiver room is wide open. There are no returners. Uh, he is going to get see the field. Let's see here. Uh, I think Bryce Benhart is going to see the field this season. He's that uh, enormous offensive tackle from Minnesota. He's going to see the field. Uh, Darian Chase. Darian Chase is a three-star on 247. He's a four-star on Rivals out of Washington. He's a wide receiver. He is fast. Demarion Houston is blazing fast. There's a newspaper article that said he ran a 10-6-4 in the 100. He is fast. 4-3-7 or something like that, 40. He's going to see the field this year. 
So lots of skill. I could see or at least make a case, especially with some uncertainty around a current Husker, but uh, like a Dedrick Mills coming in and seeing the field next fall. Oh, he's good. Absolutely. I hadn't made it far down the list. Oh, sorry. Yep. Dedrick Mills is absolutely the uh, heir apparent for uh, for, Ziggy. Uh, for, yep, for Ziggy, who we're going to miss. I think we're going to miss him more than we realize. When you read his scouting reports, he was doing more than even I realized. If, if you rewind uh, back to a very much to this podcast a year ago, I said he was going to ride the pine. That's what I said. I said he was a third stringer they were going to bring in on passing downs to block. And I was very, very wrong. So I think he's going to have a career. I don't think he's going to get drafted very high. It'll be like sixth, seventh round, undrafted free agent. But I think he's going to make a roster, and he, he is going to play. I was but moving on to this class, let's see. Who else we got here? That's it. That's all it's going to play this year. What about one of the tight ends? Nah. You don't think so? No, we've got talented young tight ends, three of them that are in front of those guys. Okay. So, uh, the transfers to talk about that you're going to play, and that is the grad transfer, Darian Daniels, older brother of current Husker sophomore, Damian Daniels. He will be our starting nose tackle. Uh, also, we just signed a transfer punter from Michigan State. Yeah, pronounce that guy's game name. No, you guys are just going to have to. You're just going to have to Google him. So I grew up in a Polish town, and hold on, I'm going to bring his name up, and I'll give it a shot, and then I'll just take hate mail afterwards. MSU Husker transfer punter William. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm going to say it's Pristup. I think you're right. Oh, I have no idea Pristup. if I am or not. No, huh? I think you're right. Pristup. Pristup. Yep. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's an eight, eight uh, letter last name and one and a half vowels, depending on how <laughs> you look at the letter Y. So. I, I was a firm, I had a, uh, uh, supervisor at one time. His name was Kristoff and it had like, 13 uh, consonants and a Y, and that was it. And my name is Cone, which has two vowels and two consonants, and I maintain strongly that a high vowel-to-consonant ratio is a sign of advanced intelligence. He didn't like me very much. Look at, like, Mike Krzyzewski. First of all, that, that that name should not be pronounced that way, but that's two and a half vowels for a dozen or so letters. Anyway, we're, we're off topic. Yes, we are. Let me ask this. We've gone off why the rails. Would a, why, why did we get a transfer punter? Did why you did we get a Blyborn? transfer punter? Yeah. Well, because our starting punter fell over the ball <laughs> on an offsides kick attempt. That's why. He, he only did. The kid is never going to. The entire Lester. The guy, that poor bastard. The whole rest of his life, he's going to be dealing with this. You know, aliens in space that are uh, intercepting radio transmissions, the only things they're going to know about Nebraska are Jake Cotton falling down 
and Caleb Lightmore Lightborn tripping over the damn offside punt and and catching that Hail Mary. That's the only things they're gonna know. That's the only that's all that's gonna be out there. Yeah, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better this year. This is my sunshine pumping. We're going to just kick the shit out of everybody because these young players are going to step up. We're going to be wingsing and the ball all over the place, scoring 50 points a game. We're not even going to need a defense. Uh, Only reason our defense is going to be on the field is so that the other team, it's like illegal to not have 11 guys on the defense when you're playing offense. That's how good our offense is going to be this year. So we're, I'll tell you what, I'm going to miss Divine Zigbo because I love the fact that I would, would have agreed with you that he was going to ride the pine, but that guy got his shit together and he got on the field. He didn't even get it. He did, didn't just get on the field. He went kaboom. You know, he turned into a guy that said, I wanted to be successful. And that man that is what is so beautiful about watching some guys just turn into great football players and why you root for them. And next year, we are going to have such a explosive, smashing offense. Other fans will weep. Will we, By midseason, other fans will be going, why do, we, why do we have to face this Scott Frost offense? Why do we have to face these people? You know, John, that antidepressant you're taking is working really well. Oh, it's uh, well, it's Guinness. So, and and I, this was the year you were supposed to be the contrarian. No, no, no. See that it that poll, that, that that poll, that poll. You're see, you're going with a either or thing. That poll was like sixty percent curmudgeon, not contrarian. Whatever, curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. 60% curmudgeon and 40% sunshine pumper. So this is part of the 40%. All right. Well, I'm on board. I like it. Are you? It's a little less get off my lawn than we're used to from John. Well, I'm, I, you know what the sad part of this is? <laughs> I'm not wrong. We have many, many months away for us to actually see this happen. I know. If, if this is where you're at now, John, I mean um, – I'm going to be like so high in August. I'll be like saying fall camp's going to start. You're going to have no place to go. I won't even have to drive to work. I'll just float to my customer sites (laughs) above traffic. People will be going, what's that guy doing, man? Why can't I have that? I go, screw you, Purdue fan. You're just going to stay down there in your car traffic for the rest of your life, you shit ass. Okay. Oh, well, John, leave your just by August. Just leave yourself room so that you're only projecting the team to be national runner-up. So you have a little bit more room to go up during the course of fall camp before the season opener. Okay. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to switch it back and forth between sunshine pumper guy and curmudgeon. Gotcha. Well, I'll be curmudgeon. Seven eight seven to eight wins. That's where we're at this season, and we lose to Iowa. There you go. Oh God! You you know what? We'll talk with you another time. <laughs> we we don't we don't say things like lose to Iowa on this podcast, Rick. I thought you knew that. I have to leaven this bread. No, if if Haas were with us tonight, he would have hung up. He would have left the, the show. 
He would have hung up so he could drive to whatever state you're living in and punch you in the head. No, I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd do that. He has lesson plans to prepare. <laughs> he might just give him up for a while. Uh, have we covered? I think we've covered everything I had on my agenda, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Rick, you any any final other recruiting tidbits? Uh, all right, here here's the early prognostication. Uh, what's our recruiting class look like for next year? I'm just kidding. So, oh, <laughs> oh like, was that like the drum roll, please? I, I was. That wasn't very good. It, it was more of like a, a rim shot. Like I was kidding, but if you actually have something prepared, I'm all ears. Well, here's my fearless forecast for 2020, and that is... This is the number one recruiting class in the nation. No, (laughs) but it's uh, the 15th ranked recruiting class in the nation. So we we get our top 15 class, we get a five-star recruit, and we get our elite pass-rushing outside linebacker finally. There you go. There's my three forecasts. I am really, uh, I'm on board with how Scott Frost and his team recruits and Ryan Held and how they can close and how they uh, are smart with their official visits. And I'm saying we get a five-star, we get that top 15 class, and we get our elite pass rusher. And they close the last big hole in our, uh, in our roster that way. So I guess I am pumping the sunshine just for you, John. That's very good. That's very sweet of you. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. As always, uh, our gratitude and appreciation to Rick for coming on and and joining us on the show. Talk a little bit about Cruton, and uh, we'll do it again as as the offseason goes on because, by God, we've got to talk to somebody about something. Uh, thanks as always to John and, and uh, enjoy that Husker win over Minnesota. I know it's, you know, the night after. You remember, you remember last week I said they wouldn't win another game. You did say that, but but then you also said, you know what we need to do? We at least need to beat Minnesota. <laughs> I did. And that's, <laughs> and that's what they've done. Um, okay. So, anything's possible. Now they need to beat Northwestern. And okay, move on. Move on. Uh, so, yeah. that that is it for our show. Uh, I think we've wrapped it up in a timely manner that on Valentine's night, uh, Rick can go and, uh, and you know, uh, romance his lady. That's, that's, I appreciate it, guys. That, that's, the, that's the gentlest way that I can, that I can say that. So, um, this is a family show. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's for dysfunctional families. And you've only, and, and every family is dysfunctional if only they did admit it. And John, you you've you, you really toned down the f bombs tonight, so that's how did I, I? felt that. Yeah, this if if we if this were a movie, it'd be PG thirteen because I think you only dropped one. I said a few at the beginning. Oh, maybe I just remember one, but that's a, all okay. right. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, we appreciate uh, the support as always, and you can subscribe via iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher uh, or Apple. No, no, Apple Podcast, I guess is what it's called, not iTunes, but uh, Google Play as well. Um, check out uh, the audio on jerrymonkey.com if you have to, and, and we soon will have uh, on audio format for coordination.com. It is in the works as uh, as some changes are, are heading your direction 
make sure that you stay with the five heart podcast because we love you and uh on valentine's night that that's about the best way that we could wrap up the show by saying we love you so uh for myself greg mahochko for john dam johnston for rick Cohn, we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need john go big red rick win the damn off season this is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network for more jittery shenanigans go to jitterymonkey.com. Thank you.